that today, today's a different day for us. We're, we're in between series, but, but that's on purpose. We could have started a new series, but, but I wanted us to have a time where as a grateful, thankful people, we come to the table of our Lord and remember Him. Can we do that today? Now, next Sunday, we're going to start a series entitled Storms, right? We all face storms. And if you're not in the midst of one right now in your life, better batten down the hatches because it will come. How can we be prepared and what will God do? God wants to do things in our lives, even in the midst of the storms. You know that, right? Some of you have been through sometimes, you know, a pearl's not made without some friction. There's some rough stuff that happens for a pearl to be produced. Are you with me? Oh, that's good. I hadn't thought about that one until just right now, Pastor Wes. But today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to remember our Savior. We're going to specifically come to the table today. You know, it was during the Passover meal that Jesus instituted this ordinance that we oftentimes in settings like this refer to as the Lord's Supper. Some refer to it as Holy Communion. Some of us call it the Holy Eucharist. And what that means is it's a time of giving thanks. Come on, we have so much to be thankful for. And I think it's very fitting and very appropriate today that we come to the table of our Lord and remember Him and His sacrifice. You know, the Passover feast opened with with a prayer of thanksgiving and then a cup of wine. One of four cups that they would celebrate during this special gathering. As that second cup was passed, it says that that they sang a hymn together and they partook of that second cup. Next in that meal came the herbs, the bitter herbs, and, and a prayer offered. And then a cup, that third cup of wine. Then another song would be sung together and the fourth cup would be drank. They tell us that it was probably sometime between this third and fourth cup that Jesus instituted what we're going to observe today, this Lord's Supper, this Holy Communion or Holy Eucharist. And Paul gives us a description of that in the book of 1 Corinthians. He he, he shares these words, For I pass on to you what I received from the, the Lord Himself, Scripture says on the screen. On the night when He was betrayed, He... He, 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 the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it and he broke it into pieces and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant. You see, God is a covenant keeping God. Covenant is so much deeper than a promise. We break promises. This idea of covenant is, is, is so much stronger than that. It's total commitment. And he made a covenant. Jesus made a covenant between God and his people through this. An agreement confirmed, he said, with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. He said, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he returns scripture says that Jesus first took the bread and he broke it on this table today in just a couple of minutes when you come you're going to find some pieces of broken bread and it says that Jesus took that bread and he broke it 
He was sharing with his disciples that night in the upper room that this bread is symbolic of, of my body. That must have been confusing to them because you see the events of the cross had yet to be played out. It says that he took a, a cup of wine and he held that up and said, this is symbolic of my blood that will be shed for you. The body and the blood, the bread and, and the wine. Remembering what Jesus has done for us. You know, there are some, some things that I think are important today as, as we come to the Lord's table today. And, 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 and I think that Jesus would, 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 would want us to remember this. If we're not careful, this, this can become just a routine for us and rote, right? For some of you, maybe you've grown up in a tradition where, where this was taken every week. And it can, if we're not careful, can just become something that we do every day or once a week. If we're not careful for any of us, whether it's every week or a few times throughout the year, we can lose the significance of this. And so I want to share with you real quickly three things as we come to the table today. We do so and we remember Jesus. We remember Jesus. We remember the sacrifice on the cross that day. You know, we had done nothing to deserve God's love. We had done nothing to deserve Jesus going to Jesus had done nothing to deserve going to the cross. You see, the cross was meant for criminals. It was a criminal's death. In fact, Jesus hung between two, what? Thieves and criminals that day. You remember that? He did nothing to deserve that. And so when we come to the table, we remember that our Savior willingly went to the cross and He willingly laid down His life so that we could have a life. So that we could experience what, what He said that He came to give us. I came to give you life to the full, a life that is abundant. The thing about this life that Jesus offers every one of us in this room today or those of you watching us online, it's free. It doesn't cost us anything, but it cost our Savior everything. And I pray that we would remember that as we come to the table today. That as we pick up this bread, that we would be reminded as it's broken. This bread even has stripes on it. It says, by his stripes we have been healed. He was wounded for our transgressions, right? His body was broken because of my sin and your sin. You see, that's something every one of us in this room have in common. Scripture says, for all have sinned. We all have that in common. The wages of that sin is death. You see, you and I were doomed because of our sinfulness. But Scripture also goes on to say, but there's a gift that was given. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, His Son. You see, there's potential today for you to have life. And someone listening in this room today, maybe you've never come to that place where you have said yes to Jesus. And, and, and I pray that what we do today and what we're talking about is not just a, a once-a-year sermon that we oftentimes think about come Easter. And that's coming up in a few weeks. But, but that today, that, that this coming to this table and you hearing about the love of a Father in Heaven would just resonate with you in a different manner. We remember our Savior. And we come and we remember Him and we take these elements today and we're identifying ourselves as a follower of Him. There's a second thing that I think is important for us to keep in mind as we, we come to the table. Paul says that, that as we do, we are announcing His death until He returns. We're announcing His death until He returns. You see, this is a time for us to look back and to praise God and to thank God for the things that he's done in our life that are good. Has God been good to anybody? Listen, God is a good father. 
good things come from God, bad things do not come from Him. You see, there's an enemy that is out, Scripture says, to still kill and destroy you. That's the devil, that's Satan, that's the enemy himself. But Jesus says, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Come on, somebody. You see, we look back and we praise God and we thank God for the things that he's pulled us through. And has God seen anybody through some stuff? He has. We also look forward. We look forward because those of us that have said yes to Jesus, we are the blood bought, the redeemed. We are sons and daughters of the King. We are heirs to a throne. We are children of God. We belong to Him. And because of that identification in our lives, oh, there is a glorious future that awaits us. Jesus Christ is our victory. And because we belong to Him, you know what that means we have in our lives? Victory as well. Oh, victory in Jesus. Come on, somebody, my Savior forever. Mike Brown, I know you know that one. But we have victory. And we know that one day he will return in all his glory, right? And although people may not bow the knee right now, and people may not lift their hands, and people may not even declare that he is God, oh, make no mistake about it, there is a day that is coming that says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Are you with me today? And the reality is for some that will be too late. For some that have put it off, submitting and surrendering their life to Jesus, it will be too late. And there will be people perishing while those that are victorious rise to meet him in the clouds and join with the saints around the throne of the angels that are singing holy Holy is the Lord who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord who was. Hey, you think it's good right here on Sunday morning? This is just practice for eternity. And one day we will sing with all the saints that have gone before. And we will worship face to face our glorious Father. Who and the Savior Jesus. So we look forward to that. But as we come to this table, not only do we look back and not only do we look forward, I think it's important that we look within. Pete, I think it's important that we look within and we search ourselves to see exactly where we are with Jesus. Are you with me? Jesus would say, hey, I want you to, to search yourselves before you come to this table and see if there's anything in your life that is hindering the fullness of what I want to do in you. We call that sin. Now listen, I want you to know something today. God's not looking for perfect people. And if this table were just for perfect people, well, it would be nothing but something for us to look at this morning. But because of the shed blood of Jesus and the forgiveness of our sins that is available to him, you and I as broken, wretched people are made righteous in God's sight. And therefore we get to come and we get to eat. But we need to search ourselves and see if there's any unconfessed sin in our lives. Are you with me today? You know what that might be. Your Father in Heaven knows what that is. But He's simply wanting you to come to an acknowledgement of that. And I pray that before you come today, you would seek the forgiveness of whatever it is that is so hindering a full move of God in your life. Are you with me today? Thirdly is this. Not only do we remember Jesus, not only do we announce His death until He returns, but as we gather, we are uniting as one body. We are uniting as the church. You see, the reality is that, that this table does not belong to 1910 church. It doesn't belong to one church or any certain denomination. This is the Lord's table. Are you with me today? 
And therefore, this table and this meal is, is open and it's available and it is for everyone who is called upon the name of the Lord and is saved. Is that you today? Have you come to that place in your life where you realize that God so loved the world that he gave his only son? That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Come on, that, that would not perish. That, that's not talking about when you face difficulties and struggles here on this earth. No, no, no. But that's talking about that, that even in the midst of the struggles, I want you to remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He wants us to remember, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I've conquered death in the grave. Where are you at this morning? I think it's a good time for all of us as believers to inspect and see where we stand. Where are you with the Lord? Where are you? Have you sought repentance of your sins? Have you confessed that? And have you, are you willing to stop that and turn and, and cease doing that, whatever it is? Are you developing this life of faith? Are you growing in the Father? Are you closer to, today to, 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 to Jesus than you were this time last week? Are you? Is your faith growing? Have you demonstrated to our Father in heaven an obedience unto Him? You know, He calls us to live differently as believers, right? He calls us to, are you demonstrating obedience to that? Jesus is demonstrating obedience to His Father in heaven as He goes to the cross. He prayed in the garden, not my will be done, but yours. Are you obedient to the Father? Are you living differently? Are you putting him on display? Listen, Jesus came not just to save you, but to save others around you. Have you told anybody? Have you put him on display? Are you letting your light shine? Hide it under a bush? Oh, no, I'm going to let it shine. They drank that fourth cup of wine and Jesus prayed over his disciples. He prayed that they would remain strong because Jesus knew the volatile world that they would be entering into. He knew what oppression that they would begin to suffer. He prayed that they would be one, that they would remain committed. And for others that were part of the way, that they too would remain focused and committed to the things of God. It says that they sang one final hymn and then they departed. Jesus left that room and he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. There was one that had already departed though. His name was Judas. You see, Judas had already made some arrangements with the Roman guards to, to come and arrest Jesus and set in motion all the events that we know as the arrest and the crucifixion. But yet Jesus still let even Judas eat that meal, didn't he? There was also another one by the name of Peter, a redhead that was fiery and arrogant and said, I'll, I'll, I'll go to death for you. Oh, will you really, Peter? Wait just a second. Because, Peter, I want you to know that before the rooster crows three times, before the sun comes up, you will have said, you don't know me. You will have denied me, Peter. But yet even Peter was welcome that night, wasn't he? See, this table belongs not to perfect people, but for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord and is saved. 
we're going to invite you to come after I pray in just a few moments. And, and we're going to invite you to come and, and, and partake of the bread. You'll find a piece of bread that's broken and symbolic of the body of Christ. And you're going to take that piece of bread and you're going to dip it into one of two chalices, wine or juice, that is symbolic of the shed blood of Jesus. Jesus says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. There is no payment for sin. You see, it was necessary for Jesus, the Lamb of God, to to be broken and to shed blood for us so that we would have the hopes of being forgiven.